Hi, you're listening to Penny for Your Love, the podcast about selling sex and buying love. I'm your host in denial, sex worker and storyteller from Amsterdam. I sell fantasies in the bedroom, on the page and on the stage. If you ever wondered what it's like to be a fly on the wall as two sex workers have an intimate conversation, then you're in for a big treat. So listen up. In this episode, we share some of the fun conversations we've had with our season one guests that didn't make it into the episodes themselves. For instance, when I discuss what it's like to get monkeypox for sex workers with fist trainer Ricky. We both got monkeypox over mm-hmm. the summer. Mm-hmm. Like, how was that Like, when it comes to, did it like turn you off work or did, did you get it from, you know, if you got it from a client or how... how Or you had to, obviously had to stop working. Don't even, don't even get me started on monkeypox. I'll talk about it for hours. Um, yes. <laughs> no, actually, I was really, yeah, I was really um, scared of getting monkeypox. So I stopped having sex with people for uh, about four or five weeks. And the one time that I was like, do you know what? I'm just, it's okay. Just this one time. And that was the moment that I got it. Sometimes it just works like that, doesn't it? Yes. It was a bit of a hard, oh, sorry, a bit of a hard yeah. psychological um, thing to to deal with that actually. But uh, what 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 was hard about it? Just being alone and like. Yeah. No, it's just like the thing of uh, exercising control, making an active decision. Because I really felt like, you know, as a matter of as a public health response to monkeypox in, I mean, everywhere, but in Netherlands as well, considering they had all these vaccines ready from the beginning. I think it was really misguided what they did and they acted far too late. It was the same with the corona vaccinations. Right. It's just so slow and bureaucratic, this process of responding to that, that, you know, I was in this really weird situation of interfacing with public health because I'm doing sex work, because I'm going to the sex the clinic for sex workers, working in a sex club where the public health have already, you know, been liaising with sex clubs since the AIDS crisis. There's a lot of infrastructure in Amsterdam already around gay men's public health, sex spaces and people selling sex. So that's all very established. And I was having this kind of, what I found was a very surreal experience of wanting information and wanting to be protected and basically being told that the only way that I would be able to avoid it is if the club closes down or if I stop meeting clients or trust clients to report their symptoms and it was like well this is just not going to work for me you know this is and and I really felt like I had a very strong reaction to it because I really felt like if the advice from the Uh, doctors and nurses in the clinic for sex workers is to stop doing sex work then I better go to the Christians and they can give me money and save me you know like because otherwise what are you giving me you're nothing you're telling me that I can't work or that I risk exposing myself to monkeypox and not being able to work for a month it's like this is not uh, the kind of liberal choice that I'm open to it's like So anyway, I, after a while of this kind of angsting over this thing and seeing the infection rates elsewhere getting worse, because we were also a bit behind London or Berlin or where, where I have friends. Yeah. 
and then suddenly it became very very present like with people I know getting it and at that point then I just stopped because I was like I really can't it's it's I really don't I don't feel safe I don't feel safe and if it's right here I'm going to get it and I'm not going to be able to work so and I can't do that either so I was like I just make the choice then to stop and hope that we get vaccines so that was the did you have to get the vaccine or, or so I got a vaccine yeah but I think I must have got the vaccine like roughly the, the same time that I was exposed to it I won indiscretion. <laughs> yeah, like you said, all it takes is one time. Mm-hmm. I was told that I would, I was immune to it because I got it. No, so yeah, I was vaccinated before. before. So it happened like I think pretty much at the same time. So I got vaccinated, and then about seven to ten days after that, I got symptoms because of the sex I'd had with. Oh right! With oh, so you were already exposed to by being with that person. Yeah, I think it before. was yeah. maybe the day, the night before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it does, it requires two injections, right? Two weeks apart. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they did have some research that it was like within five days of being exposed, you could have a first, that they were already doing that with the vaccinations actually before they were doing general vaccinations. You know, that was, if you'd been directly in contact, they would vaccinate you. And that was sometimes that worked in stopping, in blocking the uh, infection, but for me, no. But you, you recovered from it rather quickly, right? In two weeks. Yeah, it was two weeks for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had like some lesions, but they were all on my penis. So then, and I have a, I, I have a PA piercing as well. And anyone who has a PA piercing will tell you how quickly and efficiently they heal. <laughs> it's actually the easiest and best piercing. If you want to have a piercing, you should get your dick pierced because it's, heals so fast um because it's extremely vascular so i was like uh, i think in that sense i was kind of lucky that i only had lesions in this spot because then within like three four days the lesions it healed but it took the process of two weeks yeah great for me I, it started with a lesion on my penis but then they spread i don't know if it's because i was like itching or i didn't know what it was but most of them were on my hands and mm-hmm, feet mm-hmm. yeah but i think the the woman at the day who was like trying to get a sample mm-hmm. she opened that lesion on my penis the first one like really hard she's like i have to get a liquid out of it and and then that one got really bad oh and it God. took three weeks yeah it was horrible it looked nasty and she was not gentle with that yeah. lesion <laughs> yeah yeah so but then the ones on my hand were the worst but then they kind of but it took like a good four weeks for them to all fall off yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I hated sex work. I hated sex. I hated myself. <laughs> Just locked at home. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, like for body horror. I mean, I think like from what I understood, speaking to people that got it, it was like it was really a mixed response. Also, the nurses at the Chichere that people were having the rash in wildly different ways. Yeah, even the way much. that it would appear, what it would look like, how long it would stay, where it would be, how it would spread, like that seemed to be quite different for a lot of people so actually the the thing that i the way that i experienced it was very similar to the to the person who i got it from who also had a very mild response to it was over very fast so and i think also maybe the vaccine made a difference with how severe the symptoms were and the fact that it didn't oh, spread probably, and probably yes. also i would imagine a factor yeah yeah so i was about, i was really quite sick for for one week i really felt completely wiped out I had a fever for about 
a day and a half or two days. Yeah. And then, yeah, literally seven days, I was just dead. Couldn't get out of my bed for like five days and then I couldn't get off the sofa, you know. And then slowly I got my energy back and then uh, the lesions transformed into volcanic glasses and then, <laughs> then, then, then disappeared. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, it's funny how you kind of realize your ni- your worst nightmares in that because that was my nightmare scenario of like, yeah, that Getting didn't, it, didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Window work better in Kenya shared some insight into rent prices for windows and if she always makes enough money to pay that rent. Yeah, I know. I actually know uh, one of the t- uh, trans escorts here. She mentioned that she pays a daily rent for the room. Mm. Is that how is that how that works? Like, is- I pay uh, uh, at night. I work. I work three nights a week, so I pay every night. The price is hundred sixty euros, so it's okay. Actually, the cheapest in the neighborhood, so it's good. The room is fantastic. The people who own the house are very nice, so I'm very lucky. It doesn't matter how many clients you meet, you just pay the fixed fee for the room. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah, but for example, the number of clients is doesn't make a good night. Sometimes a one can make mm-hmm. the full night or yeah. the whole week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Those are the best clients. Yes. When they call you and you're like, oh, yes, okay, I don't have to work anymore. Yeah, some of them have my number, some of them just take me, some of them just ask me which day I work so they want to surprise me. Yeah, I have a... Nice one, really, really. I'm very, very happy with the people who I met there, and they're still visiting me after so many years. Yeah, I mean, if you're still doing it after stuff, it means you're doing something right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, bitch. <laughs> you don't need to tell me. <laughs> I know myself better than no one, so please. <laughs> so please. <laughs> no, but you know, you know, it's in every job. It's the same. When you are a good worker and you know what you're doing and you do with passion, and because I like my job. I really enjoy every situation. Of course, sometimes I get some idiots, but yeah, that's, that's part of the story, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can't, we cannot get rid of them, so it's yeah. there here. But yeah. I, yeah, I also learn from them. Yeah. But I also have the time that people pay me with the fake money, so. Oh, but oh, yeah, that's it happens, you know, but it happens everywhere in the restaurant or yeah, yeah. in the bank or anything, so that you go to the cash machine and then the project because it's fake. Sometimes oh, it's really, God. really well done. Really, yeah. yeah. Of course, great. But it happens. Yeah, I mean, b- b- Part of every job that, you know, there's there's problems, but only with sex workers, people ask, oh my God, you know, you're having trouble, maybe you should get out of this job. But every job has its downside. But everything has a risk in life. Yeah, exactly. Every job. When you're a doctor, maybe the patient can die. When you're a dentist, maybe you put too much, uh, can maybe have an infection and die. Yeah. If you are a Formula One, you can, you know, crash your car. Crash your car. <laughs> if you're a pilot, you can, you know, crash down, so. Yeah. I think people, are kind of focused in what is the path of this job. It's like every job, every every yeah. job has positive and negative points. But it's good that I think it's nice that you do it with such a clear mind and you don't use drugs. So that also helps to give it a different impression. Okay, of course, people are free to do drugs. Yes, it's but it's nice to show that that's not the uh, only for me way. The problem is the customers yeah. do it because I have a few yeah, customers yeah. that really do it and they really like it because I, I am really, um, patient with them but on the other hand they like it because I say listen if we use together maybe you have less so now it's all for you so it's your party darling oh my God. yeah yeah yeah, 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 so, yeah. yeah. I, I always use the trick oh I, I'm, I'm just naturally horny I don't need any coke or anything like that you always have to find a cute way of saying no because you can't because then you'll ruin the moment for them if they want mm-hmm. you to do a lot of drugs no I don't think so you have to say it what okay this 
make you happy it's okay but don't give kind of hope because maybe the hope next time you want to and it's you have to be clear yeah yeah, yeah. i don't need anything but i'm really happy that you're doing i'm here for you yeah, to yeah, take exactly. care of you and blah blah blah, blah you know yeah. <laughs> it's not something like you are lying but it's it's just yes, exactly, like yeah yeah to, presenting it yeah you're presenting exactly. the truth yes, 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 cuter yes. sexier way yeah <laughs> <laughs> After talking to lesbian escort agency owner Lex about how many of her clients are looking for connection and a sense of safety, I wanted to know if there was also room for lust. Yeah, we spoke a lot about healing and trauma and emotional connection, but is there a component, is there room for lust in what you offer? There's a lot of room for lust. Lust is amazing. Lust should be celebrated every day. So yes, of course. And, um, well, when women uh, want to book uh, someone uh, for lust, uh, I applaud them for uh, taking the step and uh, choosing for themselves. And uh, when they want kink lust, um, we can also uh, provide that. Can you elaborate? Um, well, there's a special lady for uh, if you would like to have your first or your uh, thousandth BDSM experience. And then uh, we talk about uh, consent, of course, a lot. We always do, but especially with the BDSM. And, um, well, you can book her for special dates. Oh, so you have one of your ladies is a B- yeah. BDSM yeah, specialist. Just, yeah. Is that what, is dominatrix a good word for it? Or is that not what? Um, no, because she also uh, takes part of the pleasure. So, <laughs> yeah. In conversation with Electrodom Levy, I stumbled upon his two very different jobs by accident. My other job is that I teach kids in high school, and that doesn't really go hand in hand with being a sex worker. Of course, to me, they're completely different sides of me, but some people can see it like that. Oh, wow. How did we not touch on this during the interview that you're also a teacher? <laughs> Girl. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, amazing. Like, oh, and you were doing it in parallel when you were still doing sex work as well. Yeah, teaching. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, maybe we can ask that question separately because I... I yeah, I yeah, yeah. Back it into there because that's going to be a very... <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but yeah. Like but a racial sex work. Yeah. So uh, maybe treat that question first uh, to sort of like, oh, do you do any work next to this? And then I can yeah. easily cut it in. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, do you do any, when you were doing sex, when you were still a sex worker, was there any job that you were doing on the side? Yeah, I work with kids. I, uh, I'm a teacher in high school. Teaching um, what? Arts, fine art. Um, so yeah, that's a bit weird sometimes, but... I mean, for other people think, uh, let me rephrase, other people think it's a bit weird sometimes. For me, it's completely normal because it's two so such different things that I don't even see them overlap or anything. It's just two complete different things. And I think it's very possible that, to be a teacher and a sex worker, just not at the same time. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Preferably not. <laughs> yeah. No, but indeed, you're right. It's like, it's, um, it's almost like that feeling once you're, yeah, because when you're a sex worker, you don't think what you're doing is weird or that fascinating. You're just doing yeah. it. And but sometimes like I have that feeling like when I especially if I had like dates at someone's house or hotel, like in an odd hour, like when I leave and I'm on the tram and people are just going to work. Mm. And I'm like, I wonder 
would they what would they know if they think if they just knew what I was just doing yeah like they're all just going out to the office and I'm coming back from a date so you do there are times where you realize I am not doing the typical job in that yeah 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 and and I I always am cautious that um I don't I don't do a date I plan, don't plan a date the evening before I have to teach like if I have to teach the next day I won't do a date because I know there might be a chance that I'm hungover and you know I can perform on my other job uh, as well just like I don't really do dates after I've teached because then I'm tired and I can't perform on that job so I always keep them separate on separate days uh, yeah just that they don't intervene with each other it's interesting both of them are kind of performative a little bit like oh yeah, yeah. you're in control of a now did you say so yeah <laughs> yeah interesting you're like the the dominant I mean you're in a class yeah you're the kind of like the top dog in the class as well like you're the teacher you're the yeah but that's also a feeling that I still have to get used to after 10 years I still am not used to have some sort of authority over people and I'm like why would you listen to me I what I wouldn't listen to me <laughs> what, what yet, kind of over yeah overdrive do I have or something yeah that's so fascinating because yet you've done it for more than 10 years yeah and you're and it, and it still felt to you like oh this is not the natural me or yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's indeed. interesting that says something about like I don't I don't know what it says actually but it says something <laughs> it says something, <laughs> it says something. <laughs> you all figure it out yeah <laughs> <laughs> With fetish bar owner Richard, we mused about the strange role of age in sex and sex work. It's funny with sex work, I realize I get better at it when I'm older. So, because mm. you know yourself better and you can put boundaries and you're better at sex. Because yeah. Yeah, you just know your body and other people's. But yeah. you're more in demand when you're younger because right. society values youth. Yeah. But actually older people are make much better sex workers, I think. But everything, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're really ripe. Yeah. But nobody want, they want the young looking one always. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Well, not everyone, right? Not everyone. Especially, yeah, Indeed, yeah. Definitely, uh, when I would go to sex workers, I would prefer older, you know. Yeah, me too, yeah. yeah. And also that in the gay world, I don't know if it, that applies to women, but being a daddy is something that is, yeah. you know, valued. So yeah, 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 exactly. It's not. Uh, thankfully, there's many young guys who yeah, are yeah. looking for a daddy uh, figure. Yeah, yeah. Just, I always find it weird when young people want to pay. I'm like, are you sure? That it feels yeah. weird. Oh yeah, it's, which shows my own yeah. prejudice. Yeah. That you know, like, why are you paying? Like, like I did when I was 18. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. The reasons for paying are so yeah. yeah. And then to me, probably because it's my first sexual experience, it was then connected also with this sort of erotic thing, you know, of paying for it. And I have, I don't go with sex workers, but I do when, yeah, I, I, yes, actually I do. I still go to sex workers. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> when was your last? Uh, oh, a while back now, pre-monkeypox. Oh, interesting. Yeah, now yeah, you have yeah. to be a bit careful. I've, I've shut up shop. And when you get older, it's a bit easier to shut up shop. But I'm waiting till I get my vaccine before I do anything. Okay, smart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm battening down. Uh, I lived through the AIDS epidemic. And, uh, yeah, I don't know when this episode will be out, but hopefully by then, like in a month or a couple of months, that I don't know what will be the monkeypox situation, yeah. but it's uh, hopefully we would have overcome it by the time people are listening to this. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. Sex workers in the Netherlands are not treated the same as other people from a legal standpoint. Stigma, violence, increasingly repressive rules and legislation, along with poor access to care, negatively impact the position of sex workers. That is why a large group with similar interests are joining forces to fight the stigma against sex work. 
No fewer than 22 organizations and initiatives have jointly set up the Sex Work Alliance Destigmatization, SPOT. SPOT is an alliance of 22 organizations and initiatives working together to reduce stigma surrounding sex work. The alliance consists of 14 sex work organizations and sex work initiatives, five organizations for care and social work from the G4 and Tilburg, two human rights and health organizations, the municipality of Tilburg. Finally, for more information, visit the website and see all the amazing initiatives that are connected to SPOT. Cam girl Christina also asked me about clients of mine that are married and what followed is a conversation about pet peeves and reasons to engage or not engage with clients. So the guys that are your clients that are married, are they married to women? So is, are you... There's only a couple that are married to women, but most of them are married to men. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I was curious if it's like, are they like, are they like bi or are they gay, but they're like no, afraid to them, admit it? No, some of them are bi and some of them used to be married to women and kind of come out and yeah. are married to men. There is one guy, I really don't, I know he, he's wearing a ring on his left uh, you know, wedding finger. Yeah. I don't know who he's married to, but he co- he always comes like drunk, but covers it up with like a lot of toothpaste and stuff to make. I'm sure not drunk. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. To make sure that he's not <laughs> drunk, but I think it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of like I don't know, liquid courage to help mm-hmm. him come beyond the date. And the drunker he is, uh, it's so funny. He has this weird habit where. He wants to talk to me about like how hot it is. Like he keeps talking to me as if I'm like a porn character. Oh my God, oh, like, yeah. as if I'm not even like there. And he doesn't almost want me to reply. And the second he's like, you can, are you going to come for me? Are you going to come for me? And But the second I'm about to, I'm like, yeah, I'm actually close because it's kind of turning <laughs> yeah, me on. Yeah. But then he always comes right before. He's never let me come once. So have you never considered to just like not respond, but just come? come. Yeah, exactly. Like, have you not just like not even respond, but just come as soon as he asks you? I don't know. He's a big tipper. I don't want to upset him too much. Like he pays a lot of money. Yeah. So I don't know. Like maybe that's his thing. He likes to feel like I'm about to come. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Maybe he likes like your ruined orgasm or something. Yeah. He there is something. And then if he, I know if he drinks too much before the date, he bites a lot, which is like I'm like okay, that's that hurts. <laughs> but yeah, this guy's. I think he's married to a woman. I don't know why, because he clearly wants to be a bottom with me. Mm-hmm. Especially like if he opens his legs and I like push myself there, and he starts to moan a little bit like a woman. But if he gets too close, he immediately like just shuts his legs and turns back. Oh, go down and suck it. Like he wants me then to be in the bottom position. Yeah, like, he's not. He's very confused and confusing. Yeah, but that makes sense if he also had, like needs the liquid courage to yeah do it. I think for me, I that you also have like the hot not not hot wife that's something else hot wife fetish. The, uh, what is the word? Cuckolding. Yeah, not cuckolding, but like the the uh, homewrecker fetish, which I think is kind oh, of wow. fun to do. Is but it? <laughs> I think it can be. Yeah, it can okay. be. But also uh, have you sometimes. Ever done it? Yeah, but like online, of course, and it's like, but sometimes if they really want you, because you can do it in multiple ways, I think, but then if they really want me to like, they're like, yeah, my wife looks like this and blah, 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 especially if they do it before we've ever entered the exclusive for the fetish, then I'm like, how fucking dare you speak about your wife like that? Like, I cannot... (laughs) 
I don't I don't like that. I, I really don't like that. Uh, even if it's just like for their fetish, I'm like, why would you put your wife down for your own fetish? Like you can have all the fetishes in the world. There's so but many. Isn't that like, uh, don't you think that's part of the safety of the fantasy that they're coming to an escort? I think so. Like, okay but there's sometimes they will game. literally trash their wife. It's like, she's so ugly, oh, blah, wow. blah, blah. And I'm like, how dare you? How dare counselor. you? Yeah, <laughs> like we can we can definitely in the fetish aspect, like if you're, you're paying me, we can like discuss the way that your wife is like my looks different than me and maybe you would like someone like me more or something like that but like to actually say like your wife is ugly and dumb is like what the fuck is wrong with you and i always tell them that too I'm like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> wow. and then they're, they're really giving it to these guys yeah because sometimes you really <laughs> have to educate them a little bit so like you have to oh, raise wow. them okay. like and sometimes you do have you have to train them in certain ways like how i, I like dogs <laughs> in a way yeah because they're like uh, i was talking about this one boyfriend the other day it's like sometimes you will have guys and like the entire like for example you're online for four hours the entire four hours they will come in in and out in and out yeah i'm gonna do a show soon i'm gonna do a show soon the entire four hours and you log off and then i see the next day like 10 minutes later like oh why did you go i was just doing a show like bitch no you have to do it when i'm there <laughs> so you have to like train them a little bit to work within like what you are doing because sometimes they will try to like oh but can't you come back online for me no you don't pay me enough like for some guys like the alaska guy if he tells me hey you want to be online or not i will come literally yeah. also i will <laughs> literally come because <laughs> we have great shows but not for $20 I'm not coming back no yeah. no so it's like you have to train them to behave yeah. properly and also part of that is probably knowing your own worth yeah I yeah. think so yeah and I, I don't know I, I don't mean it like in a mean way see this is the leap I mean like you have to train them and I'm like no don't be mean, yeah, mean <laughs> but it, it is kind of like how it is and especially if they're talking shit about their wives like fuck you I don't like that and but I do have some clients and I really like that actually who are very into like talking about how hot their wife is while they're doing the show and while they're also like getting off to me i'm like yeah tell me how hot your wife is when did you fuck I her last maybe if some of these don't even have wives probably i think it a lot of them like, no probably don't no seems like a story as well which is I think a lot of them probably don't, but even I don't even want you to talk about your fantasy wife like that. Like not in a <laughs> bad way, at least. You can talk about how hot your fantasy wife is. That that's fine, but not talk about how dumb they are. I don't like that. I just don't yeah. like when people are mean to people in general. If someone is like mean to one of my other guys, I don't like that. I don't. I'm not really quick to block someone or kick someone out. But if once at some point, sometimes you have guys like because it's like the oh, I don't want to pay for pussy that kind of people that you mentioned as well they will also be like oh look at these sims paying it's like bitch shut the fuck up like you're also here it's not even like you're pre pretending to be better than them but you're literally also here and you made an account so that means you have to have spend money because you don't get an account if you don't at least spend five euros yeah. so you have to have spent money already and I, and I don't like it when they're mean to my guys then i'm very quick to block like no fuck you yeah, it's part of your boundaries, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah. don't be mean to them. Please. That makes me mad. Even now, I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, I get that. You need to have some, uh, I don't know if pet peeves is the right word, but, like, there are some things that trigger me as well in yes. this work, like, that I just don't tolerate. Sometimes I'm just quick to ban just because I'm in the mood. Once I blocked a guy because he made a joke, there was a spider behind me, and I was like, no, fuck you. And I banned him. I was like, fuck That's you. Right. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't like this. <laughs> My house is clean. <laughs> yeah, no, but not even just that. Like, you're trying to scare me, and I don't like that. Oh. Because that was the thing. Like, they want you to be like, oh, no, there's a spider. I'm like, fuck you. No, ban, 
The ones I ban are the ones who come up, clearly come up with this fantasy of like, I, uh, my boyfriend wants you to fuck him. And oh, can those, you come? yeah. Like, then let him talk to me. Like, there's yeah. clearly no boyfriend. I mean, it's just the whole, they just want to talk. And like, can we have, can we go on Snapchat? And like, yeah, I'm very tough when it comes to, if I feel like someone is about to waste time, like, I'm really like. Uh, so, but on the bull chat, do they not pay then when they're talking to you? No, no, no. Oh. But a lot of them just want, can you send a picture? I'm like, no, I'll send only on WhatsApp. And I, yeah. like you, like you figure, you, if you, you kind of know, enough, yeah. you know if this is going to lead to a date or it's just someone who wants to chat and have pictures that they jerk off. Yeah. To. But it's hard to explain too, because they could say the exact same thing as other people, but some, for some reason you just you know. You just know. Yeah. It's yeah. like the intuition or because something. Because there's this theory. Maybe it works differently in your thing, but you can tell there is there are steps to take to a real date, to real paying. When someone really wants to pay for your time, they ask very practical questions. Like usually for me, like so what, what is time? the difference then? You can tell when someone wants to be like, what time? What time is good for you? They say the time they want. But those guys who are like, what time is good for you today? Do you have any places in your agenda? I'm like, yeah, what time do you want? Oh, what? when is good for you? I'm like, okay, this guy just wants to chat. Like, Is it never that maybe they could be new or is it pretty much like foolproof? 100% of the time or 99% of the time if they ask probably you probably 99% like, yeah. like yeah when is uh, when is good for you how are you feeling or like if it's too many compliments like you mm -hmm. can tell someone just wants to chat or yeah. the ones that annoy me the good looking ones who send a picture of like how hot they look assuming that. like let's go for a free date I'm like yeah. I don't charge people because they're ugly like this is my job no exactly yeah. <laughs> sometimes the guys they will be like oh I don't look like the other guys I'm yeah, really yeah. I'm very attractive and I work but how do you think my guys look like like yeah. they are models and most also, of the time looking, that's just a bonus for me exactly like, but we're yeah. still gonna okay. but like it's like they really like, for some reason they think that they're the only uh, attractive people that are willing to maybe spend money like most of my guys are really attractive yeah like, what, what, what do you think they look like because yeah. for the convenience really yeah, yeah. they don't want to go to a bar or whatever no like, like they have shit Tinder. to do yeah. they, they just want to fuck real quick yeah. like it's cool yeah interesting so what's the pettiest reason that you've ever denied someone so for me the spider blocking was definitely uh, <laughs> yeah, the pettiest ban I've given uh, just the tone of the voice like uh, well there is a guy who I don't know if this is petty he deserves blocking but he's I don't know who he is. I have a feeling he's someone I know. Mm. He's obsessed with this fact that I broke up his uh, marriage, which I never... Like, oh, Yeah, which yeah. I'm not like... But he sends me my name, like my real name and my oh. house number. And I'm like, I'm going to get you one day. Like, he's really pissed off or on a fantasy of being pissed off. But I just don't answer him anymore. And he used to, like, threaten me with things like, I'm going to put your number in... Um, in the bathroom stalls and stuff like that and apparently the one time i was stupid enough to actually engage him he told me that I, he had a boyfriend who came over and then they broke up which i i never ask anyone about their relationship and i'm not interested to date no. any of my clients that, so. but that's not your concern yeah uh, yeah no, i don't think he has a boyfriend with his nasty attitude like he just wakes up and starts sending me insults i don't think anyone would ever date him <laughs> like he's horrible so did that ever make you like concerned that maybe uh, he would like actually no over. i think people who are gonna do bad shit they like you know that expression like your bark is worse than your yeah. bite like he just he he has my address he can come over like yeah and i think there's no boyfriend he's just someone who knows me personally and i could tell like knows my government name not in the <laughs> knows everything yeah. and it's like okay shit but yeah he's not petty he's just more psycho yeah I've had something like that once, but not uh, because I didn't know my government name, but this was like 
don't know, like six years or so ago. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. And there was a guy who asked me if I would do like pee stuff, which isn't allowed on the website. So I was just saying like, no, it's not allowed. Like I honestly, I wish it was because I could have made so much more money if it was, but yeah. I'm a very good girl. I keep by the rules, you know, like don't play with the horse that feeds you, whatever the expression yeah. is. And um, um, so this other guy, <laughs> no, no, wait, that's don't, not right. That's not right. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't bite the hand that feeds don't you. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Yes. <laughs> Wow. Anyway. Don't, don't play with horses. <laughs> <laughs> but we got the gist of it. I know. I'm even afraid of horses. I don't know. <laughs> so, but this other guy who was Dutch also, he was like, oh, that's disgusting. Why would anybody like that? And I was like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Yeah, like, why? Seriously. Like, shut up. And then he took that so personally that for the next... Uh, almost two years every time I would log on he would come into my room with a new account made most of the time and then he would say some really nasty shit and then he would leave and sometimes he would like send messages like in the DMs as well and like every time for like almost two years but the messages got so much more detailed every time like at first well, I'm gonna fuck you up I'm gonna punch you this and that and then at some point it was I want to kill you and then it was like I'm gonna use like a rusty uh, whatever the fuck to bash your head in like it became oh, wow. so much more detailed every time that in the beginning i was like okay crazy and at some point i was kind of like if it was like in a dark alley i'm like kind of look looking double behind my shoulder like is there not a crazy motherfucker behind me and i would email the website like every time it would happen i was like hey can you please do something about this can you not like block his ip address or something like something what they, do? they were like no he never misbehaved with someone else so <laughs> and i'm like oh <laughs> well wow. Thank you for being concerned about my safety. Yeah, like, that's great. Thank you so much. And um, then this was also during a time where I was moving. So I wasn't online uh, for like two months or so, maybe a little bit longer. And then it kind of stopped. So I think he just kind of like... I don't know. He pro- I'm sure he checked back a few times to see if I was still there. But I guess I wasn't online for long enough of a time where he was like... I don't know he was over it I guess um, but that was kind of psycho as well I was like Jesus yeah. I guess I mean it's because I told you to shut up fuck yeah yeah you are dealing with like because it's a very a job about like intimacy and connection and love and all these kind of like like the ego gets re- bruised really easily and if someone is already psycho yes. yeah yes I shared my experiences about a threesome with a bisexual couple with sex show performer and escort Kinky Hopeless I was booked by a couple. The man booked me, and I was very adamant from the beginning that I don't want the woman near me. It was almost like, she's like, don't get this bitch anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see a vagina, like I'm going to throw up. And I remember she got into it. She was playing with herself, and like I was like, I was so grossed out by it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I wanted her to. I wanted her to get away, and like. But now when I think about it, I'm like, that's so stupid. I could have just enjoyed it. But did she look nice? Did she look nice? Or yeah, yeah, she was a she nice. Was okay. She was okay. Yeah. We all talked before, like. All right. So yeah, yeah, she's yeah. fine. But when it finally. She's better looking than him as a person, even. Uh-huh. But just, I was so scared of the vagina. Yeah. I think now when I yeah. look back on it, so and I was so turned off yeah, by it. Yeah. But now I'm thinking that's so silly, like. Why couldn't I have... When, when did you think it was silly? When, when did you... No, in the last couple of years. Because last I... Last couple of years. Actually, not so even the last couple of, Last year, even, after I met trans men, and I yeah. find trans men attractive, yeah. I'm yeah. like, 
Well, it doesn't matter. I could have also just easily so fucked do you, her. Do you, like, do you see what fear does with yeah. you? Yeah. And how long it takes I'm still more attracted to, to men, for sure. Yeah. But I could easily now... Look, I'm, 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 I'm gay. I, I, yeah. I, I'm attracted to boys. But I can have sex with women. It's not a problem. I only think this now. I never thought of it before. I, I feel yeah. the same way. I'm so, definitely gay, but yeah. I, I could have sex with a woman. But yeah. I never thought about that before. Yeah. But you also probably made a problem... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some, yeah, yeah. Some, somewhere yeah. and just made a decision based yeah. on. Yeah, it was literally fear. So, yeah. Fear. So you believed the fear. Yeah, 100%. So, but you never had the experience. Yeah. It's about the experience, not your belief. Yeah, so, yeah. So don't believe anything yeah. until you have experienced it because. It's a trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah the fear is always between yeah. our ears, as they say. Yeah. Like, yeah, it has nothing to do. Yeah, yeah because it's almost like the same rea I, the reaction I had to that woman, the same reaction some straight guys yeah. have about like it has, guys. It has nothing to do with her. It has to do with you. Yeah. yeah. So, And I even yeah. think it has something to do with my fear of, uh, well, I don't know if we want to get into this, but like <laughs> of women and like my... Uh, very wonderful relationship with my mother. <laughs> like, so I think it's... It, I'm. I was writing about it yesterday. I still don't know if I'm going to put it in the book, but like this rejection of the vagina, it's like maybe it has something to do with my rejection of mom or like I feel like, I don't know. I'm still uh, yeah, in the pro processing right. what that means. Yeah. But this, this woman really comes to my yeah. mind. Oh, I cannot tell how grossed out I was yeah, by her. Yeah. It's like she was a monster, but she was a really nice looking lady. Like she was fine. Yeah. Oh, so where did you, yeah, it is, it, it, it's, you need... Therapy? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, recently, uh, I haven't done therapy in a while, but recently I'm thinking like, I could use a little tune-up at the mechanic. <laughs> but you can also say, you can also just leave the therapist and say to yourself, listen, um, I'm, I'm going to... Um, Uh, observe yeah yeah exactly of all the things that I've honestly learned. that is therapy anyway you don't always yeah, exactly. have to go to the therapist no, exactly. but once yeah, you have you the tools yourself. it's yeah. really yeah. like okay yeah. what yeah. what's happening why am I yeah behaving this way yeah yeah, yeah sometimes you don't yourself. have to unravel the whole why I mean yeah exactly and you don't need to like everything needs to be linked to this one event exactly but it's just be aware yeah 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 like you yeah. said that the fear is here not in the yeah but fear in general you should you, you should um, that's one, one one of the first things children should should learn about and nobody's teaching them oh yeah i mean i don't see any teacher on or any school teach um stuff about emotions yeah for example or what is or know? even things as simple as sitting with yourself and your feelings and exactly. this kind of meditation yeah. like really yeah uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's there, there, there's i think um yeah the, the whole education system should be <laughs> should be should be changed yeah i asked social worker from the red light district helene about whether the sex work itself changed much in the last 20 years. Yeah, how have things changed in the last 20 years in the most of, like the most drastic ways that affected the way you do the work or mm -hmm. how? Yeah, it's a really good question. I never thought about it. But the thing is working like a tipple zone, yeah, working in a tipple zone, I think that's really different. Working outside, it feels really rough. And we don't have that anymore in Amsterdam. 
So um, the change is more that it's in some cases really hidden in their houses. So it's very difficult to get access to the sex workers. So we don't know exactly what's going on. But I think a lot of things, they stay the same. It's not really, in my opinion, it didn't really change because you always had a group of sex workers who were very loud giving their opinions, eh? saying about the policy that they need and that they want. And you still have them. You still have a lot of sex workers who are very capable of saying what they need for this profession. So we always should keep this group. And they can always be a voice for the sex workers who find it a little bit more difficult to being out in the open. And have you changed because of this job over the years? Not at all. No, (laughs) no, of course I did change. Yeah. Or maybe it changed you for the better. It taught you things or has it had an effect on you? Yeah, I think when you're working with people, it always makes you feel sensitive. And if you don't feel sensitive anymore about some cases or some people, then you really should quit. So the day I will wake up and think, oh, well, I don't mind, uh, we will see. Huh? Then I would quit the job, then I would do something different. But to know that I see people and I do think in the weekends, for example, oh, I hope everything's okay, and that some people are not sleeping in the park and that they will be okay on Monday, is still the same like I was before. And I think you should always keep it that you stay very sensitive. That's beautiful. Yes. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And with escort, OnlyFans model and sex work activist Victoria, we ended up talking about religion of all things. As you mentioned, uh, you're Jewish and religion. I wonder where does religion fall in your life? Because people, let's say someone ignorant from the outside looking would be like, how could you talk about religion when you're a sex worker? So Uh, where... Excuse me? So tell us. This is very... (laughs) I will tell you something. First of all, I live religion to my own way. By blood, I am Jewish. But if we're gonna ask in, now in confidence here in this table, no religion want me there. Not even the Buddhist. So, if I'm gonna to talk about that, okay, but then to all these trans girls, trans boys that are listening to your podcast, all our Fellows, sex workers, they are listening to it. I will tell something very simple. God is not religion. God is everywhere. God is under every rock. Call it as you want. Jesus, Mohammed, Allah, Buddha, uh, the, the Ra, whatever you want to call yeah. it. We are talking about a higher entity. I love it, yes. So easy. So you can find God with just close your eyes. So then that's all you need. But so I don't need this uh, demagogic dictator Argentinian Pope to tell me that I am because he did it already so many times when I live in Argentina that I because being trans I am an abomination I am a no creation of the nature I am a monster well for that I go with Lady Gaga baby that <laughs> at least I, yeah <laughs> at least I'm a fabulous at least monster I'm a little monster at least. <laughs> 
<laughs> nice. So it's funny because you're you have like of Jewish descent. I'm of Muslim descent. But look at us, like we're two uh, two Jewish and Muslim hookers talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> about sex work. Do you think you are the first one? Yeah, of no. course not. Yeah. I love you like la 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 la. Thank you for listening to the podcast. This is the last episode of season one of Penny for Your Love. We want to thank the Sex Work Alliance for destigmatization for helping to make this podcast possible. We are grateful for all our interesting guests and their trust in us and their willingness to share their stories. And we want to thank you, the listener, for listening to our podcast and opening up your mind to all the fascinating, different and queer perspectives on sex work, because those exist as well and deserve to be heard. We hope you won't have to wait too long for season two. And until that time, you can always contact us on our Instagram, Twitter, or email address. That's pennyforyourlovepodcast at gmail.com using the number four. And you can email us with questions, suggestions, or potential guests. In the meantime, share some love with the sex workers in your life. Bye, girl. I love you.